Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. I need Jesus, my need I now confess. No friend like him in times of deep distress. I need Jesus, the need I gladly own. Though some may bear their load alone, yet I need Jesus. I need Jesus with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus every day. Need Him in the sunshine hour. Need Him when the storm clouds loud. Every day along my way, yes, I need Jesus. I need Jesus, I need Him to the end. No one like Him, He is the sinner's friend. I need Jesus, no other friend will do, so constant, kind, so strong and true. Yes, I need Jesus, I need Jesus with me, I need Jesus, I need Jesus every day. sunshine hour, need him when the storm clouds lower, every day along my way, yes, I need Jesus. Heavenly Father, we approach Thee in prayer and seek Thy blessing upon the broadcast today. Especially help us to honor the Lord Jesus Christ as we speak to the people. Remember those in need, anyone who is ill or troubled. 
Remember our hearers in Europe, in Australia, Asia. Remember the people of God who are listening in the Americas and everywhere, and all men who need help, in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest Near to the heart of God A place where sin cannot molest Near to the heart of God O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Many listeners to these gospel broadcasts have shown by letters and requests your appreciation of the organ solos brought to us often by Brad Braley, our Voice of Prophecy organist. Listen now to a pipe organ solo of one of his favorite songs released in his latest record album.
I must follow, follow him always. When my Savior goes before me, I can never stray. Follow, I will follow thee, my Lord. Follow every passing Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker, who will tell you about the man who is God's fellow. One day a man stepped up to a Christian minister and said, If the doctrine of Christ's deity were really taught in the Holy Scriptures, I am sure that so important a doctrine must have been revealed with a clearness no one could have mistaken. Well, said the minister, what language would you have chosen had you been writing it? I would have called him the true God, was the reply. That's right, said the minister. And that's just what the Apostle John did call him. Here it is. Look at the words as I read them now in John 5, verse 20. Notice where the Apostle John writes, Even his Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Wonderful, isn't it? Just the words you would have used yourself had you written it. When Christ was here on earth, the people were very clear as to his own attitude on this subject. One day some of them were about to stone him to death. And he asked, What is this for? Why do you wish to stone me? They said, Because you, being a man, claim to be equal with God, and so make yourself to be God. Therefore you're a blasphemer not to die according to the law. Christ's enemies understood perfectly what he meant when he said, I and my Father are one, as we read it here in John 10.30. It is of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, of whom we speak today. He is the man who was God's fellow or equal. And such words are actually used in the prophecy of Zechariah. They were spoken by the prophet of God under inspiration and are found in Zechariah, the 13th chapter, verse 7. We shall read them. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. This passage of Scripture, written more than 400 years before Jesus was born, before he appeared on this earth as a man to live and die and ascend to heaven, was quoted by Christ himself and applied to himself. To prove this, let us read Matthew 26th chapter, verses 31 and 32. The Last Supper had just been celebrated in the upper room 
And Jesus with his disciples went out into the Mount of Olives. Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, and here he is referring to these very words in the prophecy of Zechariah, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But before I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Jesus himself is the divine interpreter of his word. He knows the meaning of the prophecies of the Old Testament. It is distinctly said by the Apostle Peter that the prophets who wrote the Old Testament were inspired by the Spirit of Christ, which was in them. 1 Peter 1.10 When Jesus interprets the writings of the prophets of the Old Testament, he is interpreting what he himself has written by the Spirit. The words of Jesus Christ are absolute authority to every Christian. And his exposition of scriptural prophecy is accepted 100%. Jesus says here that this prophecy in Zechariah refers to himself and to his death, which was to occur on the cross. Death was to come to the shepherd. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. Can we prove that? Yes, here's the evidence, John 10:11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Again in verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep. In this world, the sheep die for the shepherd. But here he says, I lay down my life for the sheep. But Jesus, the good shepherd, you see, dies for them. We think of that great evangelistic meeting in Scotland when Mr. Moody was proclaiming the gospel with such power. Sankey, his song leader, had picked up a few verses of poetry clipped from a newspaper. The words appealed to him. He'd never seen them before. At the close of Moody's appeal that night, he turned to Sankey and said, Sankey, sing us a song. He wanted something that would be in harmony with his sermon, for he had just been preaching Jesus as the good shepherd, giving his life for his sheep. Mr. Sankey took the clipping out of his pocket, put it on the little billhorn organ before him, and began to play. The music seemed to come to him as a gift from God as he began to sing the words, and he never changed a note afterward. That's where the tune was born, right there. There were ninety-nine that safely lay in the shelter of the fold, but one was out on the hills away, far, far from the gates of gold, away on the mountains wild and bare, away from the tender shepherd's care. Then the song goes on, verse after verse describing the good shepherd going out for the sheep, finding it, bringing it back to safety and to life. And then these words, Lord, whence are these blood drops all the way that mark out the mountain's track? They were shed for one who had gone astray ere the shepherd could bring him back. Lord, why are thy hands so rent and torn? They are pierced tonight by many a thorn. Yes, the shepherd was wounded for us. Of no other man did God ever say, He is my fellow. This holy shepherd is the man Christ Jesus, born in Bethlehem as the Son of Man, he whose goings forth have been from of old, from the days of eternity, as we read in, Ma in Micah 5, second verse. He came to this earth, took our nature, that he might suffer and die for us. Listen to the wonderful words of the Apostle Paul. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. 
being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And so they should and will. That's Philippians, the second chapter. Of no other one did God ever say, He is my fellow, that is, my associate. The smiting of Jesus on the cross, while done by wicked man, was done by God's determinate counsel. We read in Acts 2, 23, The guilty men who put our Savior to death, they did not realize that they were actually fulfilling the plan of God. They were responsible for their awful sin, yet... In one sense, their act is God's act. I will smite the shepherd. Jesus quoted it. And the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. God regards sin as such a terrible thing that he spared not his own co-equal son, the man who was his fellow, to bear the sinner's guilt. Then as Jesus died, the disciples were scattered abroad. They all forsook him. Later on, the very nation itself was scattered abroad over the earth. All this part of the prophecy has been fulfilled to the letter. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah King himself, was the good shepherd, the substitute for the sheep. He died for them. He received God's judgment upon sin. He was God's shepherd, provided from the foundation of the world, Revelation 13, 8. But though the sheep were to be scattered, the words follow, I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. In other words, I will interpose in favor of them, the humble followers of the Messiah, the Christ, not only in the ancient church of Jerusalem, but in all the world are the objects of his care and regard. The good shepherd is still seeking his sheep, for he said, Other sheep have I which are not of this fold. Them also must I bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. John ten sixteen. By surrendering and becoming our substitute, our surety, by surrendering his life, by taking our liabilities, our transgressions, Jesus was endeared to his Father. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again. John ten seventeen. While as a member of the human family he was mortal, as God he was the fountain of life for the world. He voluntarily laid down his life that he might bring life and immortality to us. He bore the sin of the world, endured its curse, yielded up his life as a sacrifice that men might not eternally die. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That's Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one in his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. The name of Jesus is above every name, every name, written higher on the cliffs of time than any other name. It will never be obliterated, never forgotten, because it means Savior. Sir James McIntosh was about to die. It seemed as though he heard no word spoken by his bedside. But whenever a scripture was read to him, there was always some indication he heard it. Especially his daughter said if the name of Jesus was mentioned, 
He would open his eyes and look at the person reading. Once, after a long silence, he said, I believe. His daughter asked, In God? And he answered, In Jesus. It seems that all other names gradually fade from the memory of God's saints, like names cut deeply in the poet's famous rock of ice, which, as the sun came around day by day and melted it, disappeared altogether. But not so with the name of Jesus. As the Holy Scripture says, His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Psalm seventy-two, seventeen. Jesus brought us not religion, but redemption. Not theology, but salvation. Why? Because he is the man who was God's fellow. He was the Son of Man and the Son of God. The Word with God. But he was also the Word made flesh who dwelt among us. It is in Jesus and through Jesus and by the atoning sacrifice of our Savior that God and men are reunited. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Shall we not all respond to the call of that good shepherd today who goes out after the one lost sheep? Shepherd, when called to them one sheep is missing, there should be one more. The shepherd went out to search for his sheep, and all through the night on the rock.
This is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy, suggesting that together we keep looking up, ever going forward in faith. Have faith in God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Have faith in God, to Him all praise award. Have faith in God, His holy name adored. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this Voice of Prophecy program has served to bring you spiritual strength today. And we invite you to listen again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.